Hey listeners, do you have an idea for a future episode? Please leave a comment on our Facebook page. And now, let's get to our episode, Careers in Music. Hi, Band of Minnesota listeners. Welcome to this podcast that works to address the hottest topics on the minds of Minnesota band directors. My name is Jerry Lucart, and my co-host is Bradley Mariska, and we will be joined by colleagues and friends from around Minnesota. Our topic today is directed towards high school students with the dream of pursuing music as a profession. That said, I think that this episode may also be very helpful to parents of students thinking about careers in music, as well as band directors. To delve into this subject, we are going to be joined by band faculty from Gustavus Adolphus College, Dr. James Patrick Miller, and Dr. Heidi Johanna Miller. So welcome. Thank you. Thanks, thank you, and thanks for having us. Oh, we're, this, is, this is gonna be a really great episode. I know in advance, uh, living in the world that we live in at higher education, we address these, these topics frequently. So I think it's gonna be very helpful to, um, to our audience, our listeners, to hear from you. So, okay, here's the scenario. I'm a high school sophomore or junior. I'm, I've been studying music for seven or eight years. I've played in honor bands, all state bands. I've been to summer music camps. Let's face it, I'm one of the best musicians in my school. But I wanna, I'm thinking now about wanting to major in music. So where do I even begin to think about a career in music? Yeah, that is, uh... A fantastic question. And I think we, and you know, Jerry, we encounter students like this all of the time. Um, for, for me, that pursuit of the career in music has to start with that calling. And I think it's important to really uh, look inward and make sure that, at least this is what I tell my own students, that, that, that you can't see yourself doing something else, you know, that it, you really feel called uh, to music as a career. Um, I think part of, that, part of that for me is music is so powerful and so, so amazing in terms of what it can do to the human spirit that absolutely anybody can be active in music in their life and they don't have to pursue it necessarily uh, so I think that's number one, uh, you know, more, I know Heidi probably has experiences like this too, but I, I've had so many conversations with high school students and then young college students who will sit down in my office and, and they'll, they'll, some variety of this sentence, they say, I'm just not sure I want to be a music major. And my first response to them always is, let's figure out what you should be doing because you can still be active in music and love it and participate uh, in that. So, you know, to me, right. that, that, that's number one. Yeah. Yep. Uh, is, you know, determining that they feel called to, to do that. I've also had students, you know, often, I love my band director. I really want to just be like my band director. And that's a beautiful thing. But it also isn't a calling. It's, 
you know, it's wanting to be like somebody. And you have everybody has people they look up to and, and idols and mentors and so forth. But I think I think what you just said is very powerful and very true. Um, you know, where that pursuit begins for a high school student, um, I think it, it goes in a couple ways. One, uh, most people take that pursuit to college. That's, I suppose, not necessarily the only path that you could pursue. Of course, um, our careers all are at uh, higher education institutions. Um, and I think students that choose to go that way would have multiple different paths that they could follow. And so finding, finding mentorship in the pursuit of music is, at least for me, that, that's not always that easy to do. Uh, so, you know, connecting through a teacher, through a band director, to a college professor, uh, maybe the person that teaches the instrument they study, whether it's voice or trumpet or tuba or violin. Right, that's uh, going to be one of your primary mentors. That's going to be a primary person. Uh, and then I think also, the, you know, connecting with a conductor or a, a music educator mm -hmm. or someone who they're going to be working with uh, and making sure that, that even as a high school student, they make efforts to connect person to person with those individuals. Because um, ultimately, at least to me, college comes down to those human interactions, uh, you know, student to teacher and finding mentorship to help a person, you know, develop through the end of high school in through college to become the best musician they can. I don't know uh, what, what you'd have to add to that. Well, there's a reason that people can't declare, at least at our institution, you can't declare um, a music major until your sophomore year, mm -hmm. sophomore year, because um, oh. you might come oh. and decide this actually isn't for me, but you have the opportunity to explore those things and to get to know faculty who can, again, can mentor you and can help you through those, through those um, questions that you have. And, it's, it's a good thing because you can take classes that can actually, if you were to decide to not do it, would not totally ruin your chance of getting through college on time. Um, because I think some people aren't sure and they need to come experience what it's like to be able to really make that decision. But if you are unsure and you want to, to head down that road, I think there's still time to figure it out, especially if you've you know, if you, the person that you're going to, the people you're going to be studying with know that that's where you're at. So. Mm -hmm. Well, even, you know, one of the, we were talking about this before we started recording, uh, Noah Gothi, one of your former students uh, is now a first year teacher in Farmington uh, at the middle school. And he, uh, he, in one of our uh, earlier podcasts mentioned, you know, I wanted to study music. I knew that music was what I wanted to do, but within the context of music, I wasn't sure what I wanted to major in. And he discovered himself at your institution through that kind of mentorship role that you're talking about. Now he wants to be a music and is a very successful music teacher, but he didn't know that in his first year, even his second year. I think he said when he was a sophomore. So when he went, he had to declare a major, he had sorted that out. And that the music education was his passion. He found himself um, and it took him, until a sophomore year in, in college to know that. Um, right. So to expect to know as your sophomore in high school, maybe a little premature, you think? Oh yeah. yeah. I still want to be an engineer then. 
Yeah, well, let's let's go to a personal story. So, Heidi, um, who are your mentors? Those people that you looked up to uh, in your formative years, like when I was still in high school, high school and early college. Like, why do you do what you do? Well, um, when I was in high school, I guess I had a great band director, but it wasn't like I looked at his job and wanted it or anything. I just sure. I, I loved music. I had been a pianist since I was little. I did Suzuki, so I'd been doing music since I was four. And it was just always part of my life. And see, I didn't have people telling me the things that I should have known. I didn't know that if I went to college and I wasn't a music major, that I could still be involved. And so I remember having this horrible vision of myself going to college and not being able to go to band anymore, not being able to play my instrument anymore. And so that was part of the motivation, which that's not maybe the best reason, but I didn't know at the time, but music well, is you're something. you're not alone. You're not alone. So, yeah. You know, that's what I knew, but there wasn't anybody in particular that I was looking up to at the time. I mean, I did a few honor bands, but it wasn't. Um, but when I, when I came to the U and you weren't there yet, but um, I met Craig, Craig Kirikoff, and he changed my life really in terms of music because I, I played in his group and I watched him conduct and listen to how he talked about music. And I have a very similar personality to him. I, I feel like I, I click with him really well. And so he was really inspirational to me, not because I want to be him, but because I saw how he cared about the music. And, and that was very similar to how I felt. And then I will say one other thing, which goes off on a tangent that we don't have to go down right now, but I did have difficulty being female, imagining myself doing a job like this. Mm. Um, and I went to a summer symposium at Northwestern University with Mallory Thompson, and she never even conducted at that workshop. It was just the fact that I saw her in the role of being in charge and being responsible and being respected. And that changed everything for me. It's, it's so, very real because I didn't, I mean, I didn't experience that, right? I only had male uh, mentors to look up to. And I think for me, uh, what, when you stated that scenario at the beginning, I'm the high school kid who's the most talented kid in my band. And I want right. to be, a musician, and I was that kind of that cocky kid. Uh, you know, I was a trumpet player. I grew up in well, a well, trumpet player. That says it all. Yeah. It, <laughs> you know, we, can end, we can end the podcast right now. We both. Play. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So I, um, I grew up in Winona, so a, kind of a medium-sized community, and um, I was a, a strong trumpet player, at least there in, in school. I made it into the All-State Band, and I really thought I knew what was up, and yeah. uh, if, I'm, if I'm being totally honest about my own experience, uh, one of my big inspirations was Craig also. He conducted the All-State Band back in 19, it would have been 90. Five, um, and I just had never seen anybody make music like that, and I, I knew that somehow I wanted to to, to do that, uh, it, and I didn't even know why I knew that. It's it was that calling, you know. It's like that that I felt called that triggered you yeah. to do it. And yeah. then I I went to St. Olaf College, but this, I mean this is so different than today. Uh, because the internet really wasn't even a thing then, and it wasn't certainly as as prolific as it is now. 
I can be very honest in saying I did not know that St. Olaf had a music education degree. I just assumed they did. Right. Like, I, I, because doesn't every college? <laughs> right. I was, like I, I, I just went there because I, I had gone to a summer camp there that I liked. And I, I just assumed that that's... And they do music, right. Yeah, right? Right. Now students apply to as many as 10 colleges on average. Insane. You know, I only applied to that college. Uh, and I applied to one other. Um, right. It's it's a very different world. But I mean, that was really my calling. I was inspired in the Allstate band. And I thought, well, I'm going to be a music educator. I really liked going to this college in the summer. So I'll just go there. But I didn't this is a do, good place. Right. Yeah, Felt didn't good. do any research at all. You know, when I got to St. Olaf, it was, it was Tim Marr then who right. really took me under his wing. And I had worked with him as a high school student and admired him. and. Uh, and he was pretty hard on me. And at the time, I wasn't particularly grateful for that. Uh, because <laughs> I, I didn't understand. Uh, but I'm very thankful for it now. And, you know, I mean, I developed humility. And I, you know, all I had to do really was walk through that first year trumpet audition to understand that I wasn't the hotshot that I thought I was. Right. Uh, you know, and that kind of, especially because this is geared towards high school students, that important lesson of if you think you're great, that's a problem, you know, that, that mm. ultimately that can lead down that pathway to mediocrity. Uh, and so making sure that the way to think about it is to appreciate the gifts you have, but how do you get better? And what can you do to continue to improve? Because there's always somebody out there who's better, who's stronger, who's more talented. And I mean, I showed up on campus there and just about everybody that had a trumpet in their hand was more talented than I was. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, uh, so another question. Um, a student comes to you and says, my parents want me to be happy, but they also want me to major in something that I'll get paid well, that I'll make a good <laughs> career, a good living. How do, you, how do you talk to parents about that question? If you go into music ed and you go to a school that, that teaches you well, you're probably going to get a job if you do the work and you are excellent and you know, you, you do all of those things. Um, performance is a little bit different. I mean, I think we all know that. You can get really great paying jobs in performance. I mean, if you're playing in the Minnesota Orchestra or you're playing in one of those top tier orchestras, you're going to be paid well. But to come and assume that you are going to win one of those spots is, is pretty ridiculous because they're so, even if you are an incredible musician and you could handle those positions, that doesn't mean you're going to get one just because it's the luck of the draw the day that you go in for your audition. So I think someone that's looking just at performance, you need to talk a little bit more about some issues. Like if you're going to perform, you could play in a regional orchestra that rehearses a few times a month that might be paid per service and you could still be being paid to play, but you'll probably have to have some other job to be able to pay your bills and to, to live. And there's nothing wrong with that. Well, there are a number of, in a city like Minneapolis, there are a number of people that are freelancers. And you can, you can put right. together a nice career by playing in regional orchestras, teaching a studio, maybe working part-time at a college. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, or teaching high school K-12 education part-time mm -hmm. and playing part-time. Yeah. Yeah, and it depends on the area, too. I mean, if you're up in the cities and there's just places all around that you can get involved in, that's, you're probably going to be okay. Um, 
but I think people just need to know what they're getting into before they start. Um, oh. I mean, we also talked about a couple other career paths would be music therapy. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, yeah, um, therapy. Uh, and in the industry, mm-hmm. I mean, th- there are, are numerous, numerous different avenues. So if a person is into composition or if they're into music technology, uh, the music industry itself, if you take it as one snapshot, is one of the largest industries on the globe. The trick is most people don't know how to get into it. You know, what? how do I get a job? Because I think when we close our eyes, we still picture a job being a desk and a tie and you show up at nine o'clock and you leave at five. And um, that is certainly not the case in most of the music industry positions, but there's a lot of work out there. And I think that goes back to that human connection where you have to sit down with a teacher, with a mentor, with a professor and say, you know what? I want to write music for video games and I want to learn how to produce in, in this software, how do I, where can I go to school to learn how to do that? And that mentor needs to either be able to say, I got it. You need to go here. Or they have to say, you know what? I don't know, but let's figure out who to get you in touch with to do that. Um, Cause the music industry is, I mean, multi, multi-billion dollars. Uh, it's just parents, I think, and this is just in my experience and maybe it's different for, for uh, both of you. I agree entirely with, I always agree with what Heidi said, but I agree very much. <laughs> Lies. But I, I agree very much with what she said about parents want what's best for their kids. And yes. if I, if I ask questions in return to a parent, by the end of my questioning, I've usually drilled it down to health benefits and retirement, you know, that they are concerned that, their kid loves to play the clarinet and they've been told they're really good at it, mm-hmm. but maybe mom or dad or grandpa and grandma, they, they probably don't, they either don't know anything about it or they just know a little about music or the only thing they've ever seen is a band director. And that's their idea of what the music industry is. And so I think after some conversations just about, there are many, many myriads of different ways that, that you can have health insurance and retirement, and you can participate actively in all of the musical pursuits that you love. A lot of times, the, the parent, at least to me, the parents feel more at ease. Um, and, and I know the truth is, when our girls grow up, I'll probably have the same questions and the same, the same concerns, right? They're never right. Grow up. right. Yeah, well, I think that's well stated. So it leads to another question, and that, when should you start looking for a school, and how do you shop for the right school, the right fit? You want to take that one? Yeah. Man. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, I guess the truth is, I don't know. Uh, it, it seems to be different for each individual. I, I will say this. When I, so I started teaching at Cornell in 2002. Mm-hmm. Most of the students I interacted then were high school seniors, um, and they were looking for college. Now, most of the students I interact with are juniors or sometimes younger. Um, it, it's a little bit hard to say that the software, the recruiting software that, that our campus uses, uh, you know, we, we have records of students that are 
very young. I mean, in not, you know, eighth, ninth, 10th grade. Um, Early high school. Yeah. Yeah. Late middle and, school. Right. Absolutely. And, and wow. I think, um, that's early to me. I mean, I, you know, to me, the kind of the golden mean is that junior year where you still have the senior year to deal with the audition tape and figure out where you're going to apply. But you're not so, you know, so close to middle school um, that you're just kind of still learning how, like, how to, you know, be a high school student because that right. you don't want to, you don't want to give up. That. That. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, but I think that is probably about the time in terms of time we can talk. How, uh, what, what did you think? Well, I mean, one great way is that a lot of schools have honor bands and festivals that happen throughout the year. And I would recommend trying to participate in those as much as possible, especially if they're at an institution you think you might be interested in attending, because that's a great way to get to know the faculty, to get to know the campus, to, a lot of times to get to know the other students on campus. I know our honor band, the students do an overnight with our students, and mm -hmm. so they really get a taste of what it's like to be here. Um, so that's, an, that's a place where you can ask a lot of questions. Just I keep coming back to asking questions, but um, I think that's so important since people are very willing to talk and very willing to answer those questions. Yeah, so, my, yeah. my adult children uh, all majored in things other than music, but they still had to choose a college. And, mm -hmm. and they all went to different schools. And it's interesting because I think when they visited the campus, like you said, Heidi, once they were there and they kind of were in that culture, in that environment, they, it just felt right. Each, for each of my children, it felt right when they were on that campus. And, and it was almost a gut feeling. I think in music, it may be a gut feeling plus. And that plus is that mentor, those teachers, those important figures that you're gonna be able to mentor with and learn from. And I think you probably wanna have a bit of both, would you, wouldn't you say? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think, um, well, two things. I was thinking when Heidi was talking, one, really what we do whether it's at the University of Minnesota or Gustavus or any other college, there are aspects of it that are not that much different than what the head ball coach does in athletics. I mean, we're engaging and recruiting and, and working out in the field and interacting with people. And usually we feed off of high school students and their parents that show interest and that want to know things and, you know, that, that reach out, um, but I also, right, and this is banned in Minnesota in particular. Right. Minnesota has a tendency to be a little more subdued, maybe passive aggressive, uh, <laughs> than other, right, than other places in the world. And I know this is my own weakness. If I don't know something, I am very reticent to ask a question because I, I don't want to seem like I don't know. And and the more the more that I've learned that it's okay to, to reach out and ask questions and just say, Hey, I don't know. There don't are no know. bad questions. Yeah. Like, can, can you help me with this? What, what can I learn about your school and your program? Um, the more informed I get, I guess that's it, right? The more information, which is power uh, is, is out there and not everything is on a website. And so looking for a college, although websites I'm sure can be helpful and videos and et cetera, if you, if the only thing a person is doing looking for a music school is looking on their website, 
that's probably not it because uh, spoiler alert, those websites are designed to make colleges look a little better than they actually are. And so if, if you go and meet the human beings and see the facilities and, and walk through the space, like you said, Jerry, it's like you feel, yeah, yeah. When you're in, when you are where you're supposed to go, you, you just kind of know, like you get this sixth sense of I'm home. This is where I want to be. Yep. I can imagine myself here for four years. Yeah. 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 Or six. <laughs> or six. Oh, well, there you go. Not, right. not every not everybody is left as Heidi to get to go to undergrad for six years. Yeah. So. And then three more later. So I was there for nine. Wow. Who knew? Yep. So so what happens if you go to school, you, you go to Gustavus Adolphus College and you want to major in music and you take the audition and you don't make it as a music major or the sophomore year, you don't pass that barrier. Um, what are the options for musical study at most colleges and universities? Well, I think it kind of depends on the school, but I mean, getting a music minor is always a possibility and people yeah, talk about that. a lot of minors and they're, they're so active in the department that it, it sometimes if you don't know who they are, you might think they're a major. And so it's very possible to be extremely active. Um, it's also possible, again, it comes back to asking those questions, but it's possible to get advice and work really hard and try again. If that's, if you know that that's what you are meant to do, you know, we've had students who have struggled a little bit with theory or struggled a little bit with, you know, this or that. And there are, it is possible if you care enough to be able to make it work. Um, again, it's not, I, I can't speak for every school though, because, you know, depending on where you are, some places it's harder to participate if you aren't a major, if you're at a bigger place. But I know for us that, I mean, we have a lot of non-majors participating in the ensembles anyway. Mm -hmm. And so right. not yeah. being a major doesn't really say anything about what your experience is going to be other than what degree you get. Yeah, I mean, we have six concert bands at the University of Minnesota currently. Four of them are non-major ensembles. Yeah. So there's a lot, a lot of people making music at a very high level. Um, that aren't majoring in music because they're just passionate about it. Um, yeah, and I think, and that's true everywhere. It's just, it's, um, depending upon the school, it's going to be on a different scale and it's going to be in a different style. Uh, it's going to present a little differently. Uh, at, at Gustavus, we have three concert bands and they're all non-major ensembles. I mean, my, my group, Gustavus uh, Wind Orchestra, the touring ensemble, that's 50-50. So, half the students are either music or music education majors, but the other half, that's 35 students, they're psychology majors and linguistics majors and pre-med and pre-vet and nursing. And I think, uh, and again, this goes back to those human to human co connections and questions. I think a lot of music students, people who are pursuing music for a career feed off of being surrounded by people who are pursuing other avenues in life, but are also talented musicians. And then I think there are people who feed off of being surrounded by other performance and music education majors where, um, you know, they might be in a wind ensemble of all graduate students and undergraduate students that are pursuing music. 
but if, you know, don't be me when I was in high school, you got to ask the questions, you know, <laughs> what is it like here? What are the ensembles like? Who conducts them and how do they work? And um, because there are so many great colleges and, and just within Minnesota, there are so many excellent colleges, right. but they are all different. Even schools that you might think are similar. I, you know, we get this all the time. People will try to convince us that St. Olaf, Gustavus, Luther, and Concordia are all the same. Right. And the, the truth is, they they're are not very different. Yeah, they're extremely different. I mean, um, and so making sure uh, as a parent or as a student that you know what those experiences look like, I, I think is, is really critical. Um, and, you know, the other thing I would say with what Heidi said, um, even if a student doesn't, if they decide they want to pursue music, they get to college and either they've changed their mind or maybe they take a psychology class as a first year student and that light goes on and they say, I want to, that's it. I want to be a psychologist. Um, and I, so you could either be a minor in music or frankly, you could do something else entirely, but still continue to mm -hmm. participate. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you go to the University of Minnesota, if you go to Gustavus, if you go to Mankato State, if it, it, whatever school, it doesn't matter. There's a way for someone to continue to have music as a meaningful part of their life in college, uh, even if they're not a major. Um, right. And I think that... That's important to know. Yes, it, it is. is. <laughs> it really is. Because I've even had at the University of Minnesota in the marching band, parents ask, do you have to be a music major to be in the marching band? There are 350 students, yeah, right. 325 students. They couldn't possibly all major in music. <laughs> yes, right. Um, yeah. But, and, but, what, but that's, the, that's the asking the questions. Yeah. Right. And, and it, it's what Heidi said earlier. Um, and it's nothing against the kid or the parent. But when a, when a first year student walks into their audition, their fall audition of their first year, and we ask them, you know, who are you? Where are you from? And what do you want to do? And they say, hey, I'm Steve, I'm from Bemidji, and I want to be a, a music educator. And we have no idea who they are. Either we've done something wrong or, or you know, there's been a communication. There's a disconnect. Yeah, yeah there's a disconnect there um, because then it's likely that student is not on a scholarship. Um, that, you know, they haven't been getting communications from us that, you know, so the more that you communicate, the better. Well, again, this has been this has been great conversation, and it's it's really good to see both of you. <laughs> it's great to see you too. Yeah, it's been a while. Yes. Yeah. So thanks for taking your time this afternoon and chatting. And uh, this is this is a rich conversation. So thanks again. And uh, so we end every episode, and the fact that both of you are in the same room together, this is oh. going to work. Because <laughs> uh, so I say so. This has been another episode in. And you say together in unison, band in Minnesota, with oh, any wow. inflection that you're comfortable with. We can do multiple takes if necessary. We got, we got this. We can do it. Do we? How are we doing? Oh, this? we got it. So this has been another episode in Band, band in, in Minnesota. Minnesota.